welcome back to Around the Natty. Uh, I'm your host Andrew. Joined here uh, with me is Logan. How are we doing, Logan? Hey, you know, I'm doing I'm doing well, and I think we're we're back and better than ever. Uh, nice, nice uh, long hiatus there for us. <laughs> um, a lot of life changes. Yeah. Uh, for us, you know, some big boy stuff going on. And uh, but we're back and excited to be with you guys again for another episode of Around the Natty. Absolutely, and uh, just as we're back, football is back. Football's back, baby. Football is back. College football, NFL football, it's all back, and I couldn't be more excited for it. Um, college football, obviously, starting last week, um, and the NFL starting this Sunday. We're uh, really excited to to be back with you guys and, and give you some analysis and some thoughts on college football last week and give you our thoughts as, as the Bengals head into the, the new season in Seattle. Um, so what are your thoughts? So, um, wait, we're starting with the Bengals first? I mean, I'm okay with that. No, just, just, just football. Oh, just, just football, football in general, general. sorry. Okay, okay. Uh, that's fine. Uh, you know, I uh, it's always a great time. It's, it's literally the best time of year. Yeah. Um, I saw this thing on, on Facebook, was it? It was like... The best time of year is October to December, and it's like Happy Hollow Thanksgiving or Happy Hollow Christmas the giving, <laughs> the hash slinging, the, 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 the trash flinging. The yeah, no, it definitely is the best time of year. I mean, when you think about it, you got high school football on Fridays, you got college football on Saturdays, you got. Uh, NFL football on Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't mm-hmm. get any better than that, man. Yeah, I mean, and you know, from on Fridays, I get to I get to plug some kids' noses who are bleeding all over my hands. To uh, Saturday, waking up and sprinting home from covering a volleyball match to, uh, to, to be able to watch the UC slap uh, the likes of the Ohio State Suckeyes or the otherwise <laughs> known as that team up north. And on oh, Sunday, um, I get to pray and. Try not to break my TV as I watch the Bengals on Sunday. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're gonna start out uh, by just giving our thoughts on on last week with the Bearcats. Yeah. Um. You know, I uh, I told my uncle I'd plug him. Uh, I was fortunate enough. My uncle uh, Mike Gamble. This is your shout out. Uh, thank what you, up, Mike. <laughs> thank you so much for the tickets. Um, I had the opportunity to go to watch the Bearcats play UCLA, and uh, you know they they coached all over UCLA. Um, Chip Kelly had no answers. Um, and it was it was really fun to watch. Now, with that being said, the Bearcats did have some issues. I mean, they looked a little sloppy to me. It was sloppy. It, it was it, sloppy. It, it looked a little sloppy to me, um, especially in the first half. I mean, they kind of they kind of slowed things down and, and got it better in the second half. Uh but the first half was pretty sloppy. I mean, two turnovers in the red zone is something I, you can't. And, and you know, and that's the thing too. I mean, turnovers are never okay, but untimely turnovers are even worse. And I, yeah. I think that you know, I, I tell you what, as as much as I've been, and I don't want to jump ahead, but as much as I've been talking some trash to our to our uh, our compatriots up north and about our compatriots up north, um, I we can't that can't happen against good teams. Yeah. A UCLA team is not very good, if I'm being honest with yeah, you. That's um, they have a lot. They have a very long way to go. Um, I think they'll be fine eventually. I think you, I think Chip Kelly will find a way to bring in talent. He he is a, an effective coach. I don't know if I would say good coach, but he's, he's an effective he's coach. He's not and, a good coach. And um, he got a Marcus Mariota team. That's it. Well, and you know it, it, it is what it is. I but again, I, I think that the reality is is if they play like that against. Most good teams, they're going to lose, and they're going to a lose lot. big. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the biggest thing to me was it, it felt like UC was just killing the game. 
I mean, they would drive, 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 and then boom, pick, boom, fumble. It it was, did, yeah, it didn't feel as close as it was. Yeah, you know what I mean, like as it, and, and and there was one point which, by the way. Um, he was down because they said he was down, but Michael Warren fumbled that football at the end of the game, and like that, that was my my um, my cheeks, if you will, uh, rather found themselves kissing very tightly and, and <laughs> hugging uh, because yeah. I was very nervous. Yeah, about that whole situation. I mean, it, to be honest with you, it, it never felt like the game was out of hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that that could just be be because UCLA is not good, right? Um, you know. UC definitely had the better talent, had the better coaching. It's just, I, it just looked sloppy the first half. I didn't feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but in the second half, it got a little bit better. Uh, there were a couple breakdowns on defense for the for the Bearcats. Also, um, we forget that one of their touchdowns on a big long pass, UCLA's is on a big long pass. Um, other than that, UC dominated them in the first half. Yeah. Well, and I'm trying to look at so I'm looking so for me like the other thing is for me in college football if you can win the turnover battle then the the, the larger explosive play battle you're gonna have a pretty good shot um, you know turnover wise I feel like it was it was kind of one of those things where that was up in the air I don't I, I, even though um, if yeah. you look at it like we, we won the turnover battle if you will but it was it was really back and forth that could have gone either way but if you look, if you look at the big and explosive plays um, the longest play we that they had from scrimmage was I believe ten yards. Um. So, oh, I'm sorry. They had one 75-yard reception, but outside of that, in terms of like rushing, 10 yards, and then they had one 39. But if you look at UC, we had a couple of uh, big explosive plays. We had you know one reception for 52, one for 21. Um, our our rushing game, Michael Warren obviously dominated, and I think that was the other thing too is that that, that really benefited UC was our ability to keep the offense off the field because Chip Kelly. His offense is predicated on wearing down a defense. It's 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 high tempo. Let's get to the line. It's we're gonna make your defensive players work. By the fourth quarter, you're gonna be gassed. Yeah. Well, the best defense is sometimes a great offense, and you know being able to maintain uh, the time possession and and uh, you know let Michael Warren do his thing. Um, I think really benefited the Cats, and uh, ultimately was the reason why they won. And I I think you know. An unintended consequence of that was because he was getting so much care, or so much of the workload, and then also was on the field so much. As Michael Warren was cramping like most that entire second half, so yeah, um, which that's going to happen, I especially mean, in the first game of the season. He'll you get, can't replicate. You yeah, can't, yeah. He'll get he'll get in, into game shape, and once he does that, it'll be okay. Right. Um. But do you have anything else on that, man? I mean, as far as as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the Bearcats looked good. They didn't look great. Right. I think as the season progresses, I think they'll get into their, their swing of things and they'll tighten it up a little bit. Hang on to the ball a little bit more. Ooh, big shout out on that on that pick at the end of the first half. Mm, that was we nasty. gotta give that guy we gotta give that guy a shout out. Um I don't know who it was, but one of the players, um, you know, it looked like it was gonna be a pick six. But uh a Bearcat chased him down, tackling him before um he hit the end zone and, and actually saved points, mm-hmm. um, which in a game where you only win by ten, that's that's pretty big. It so, was um, it was Hicks, right? Uh, to be honest, I don't remember. I think it was um, I think it was Javon Hicks who was in for Wiggins, who was probably out for the season. Yeah. Um. So and then uh, what's his name? Uh, Perry Young. Perry Young almost had two interceptions. Perry Young had that really. I can't remember. If, I don't know which one you're talking. Perry Young had the one that was like. Almost on the ground, he's a linebacker, and he 
he got the interception that like he basically like created between, created between his legs. I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about or not, but Javon Hicks and Perry Young were the two that had interceptions that game. Ooh, another thing I want to touch on that I just thought about. Okay. Um, the stadium atmosphere was electric. Wasn't was it? nuts. Yeah. It was nuts, and I I didn't get the opportunity to tell you this. Um, I saw uh, Diara. Yeah. And uh, I walked past uh, <clears throat> Jaron Cumberland too. Mm. It was it was pretty cool. I, was, I mean, it was absolutely. Did anyone recognize who they were? At the... Oh yeah, they were just okay. chilling. They were in the student section. Yeah, they were really. Just, they were in just the student section. That's they were dope. just chilling in the bend, dude. It was it was pretty dope. I mean, and and they stayed the entire game. That's awesome. I mean, the student section stayed the entire game. Yeah. Um, I honestly didn't get in there. Cause like, good God, like you couldn't even yeah. stand there. Yeah. And the way or the way Nippert's set up is like around the edges, they have like a gap, right, where they don't allow people to stand, right. So you have to stand like three feet back. Mm-hmm. So you know, I found a I found a seat up in the the top, which was a perfect view. But but that uh, is it. GA is it general admission? Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's neat. I um, it's funny though. I so shout out to to Jake Bick. I saw him at um, Chick Fil A that morning or that afternoon. Yeah. And he must <clears> been <throat> on his lunch break or something like that. And uh, I was like, I was like, hey man, how's work? And he's like, he's like, oh, it's awful. I, I I fucking hate work, man. He's like, I can't wait to just get off. So I'm getting off early at three. I'm gonna go get drunk and I'm gonna go watch you see whoop that ass. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, you are. Yeah, dude. And and the fans came out in numbers and then they, they had the staying power, which I think, yeah. I think is really important, especially to us. And- yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, UC is not a huge football school, but uh, it's getting there. See, at UC, UC has in the past been and can be a huge football school. I agree. UC, UC hasn't been a huge football school since Brian Kelly left. And um, that's because we haven't really had a whole lot of reason. Like there was one like really good bitch, uh, really good uh, Butch Jones team. Yeah. Um, and then Tommy Tuberville just really killed the the vibe. I mean, he absolutely destroyed the culture. Um, was horrible. Was was a cancer to yeah. that university and that that program. And um, but uh, but you know what? I, I think that it's appropriate to, to not look back on the past and um, you know uh, every week you want to go one and zero. And so let's talk about going one and zero this weekend. We'll go ahead and preview uh, Ohio State versus UC's for us today. Yeah. So. Uh, the Bearcats uh, take on another team from Ohio. It's a it's a big game. It's a it's one of, of that a lot of people have wanted, um, especially since Fick has come to to UC. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it, third year for him? Mm-hmm. Um, Buckeyes want to know. Bearcats want to know. Uh, somebody can't carry that forever. Um, so we'll see who that is. I mean, Justin Fields is coming off of a huge debut um, as a Bearcat um, against FAU. Yeah, as a sorry, as a Buckeye, I mean, he threw four touchdowns in like six minutes. Um, I will be honest, they staggered there, you know, the, pretty much the rest of the game. Um, FAU kind of stiffened up and figured some things out and played a little bit better the rest mm-hmm. of the game. Um, <clears throat> it was never out of hand for Ohio State, right? Um, but they he looked good. Um, I I think I think it's going to be a tough challenge. Going from FAU to the Bearcats, I think the Bearcats are just so much better on defense than FAU is. Right. Especially that defensive front that they have. Um, it'll be exciting to see um, what the Bearcats can do against that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more concerned about our offense going against this Bearcats or this uh, Buckeyes defense. What do you think? 
Um, so I definitely think that this will be a testament to, and I will let me say that I think Luke Fickle has done a great job of recruiting on the offensive line since he's gotten to the University of Cincinnati. I think if you were as early as even his first year here, I mean, you saw guys on that line that looked like they didn't look like they belonged in Division One college football. Yeah. Um, you know, and and uh, I think that that's going to be this will be a huge test, and if they can. Um, prove to be effective against what is a really talented Ohio State defense. Um, it'll be it'll be huge. It'll be huge. And um, I, I really think that's one of the things where, uh, again, all the odds are stacked against UC. UC, in, in, in theory, shouldn't should have no business being the same arena as yeah. Ohio State. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because we're going to walk in there. We're going to show them what's what, what's good and right. And we're coming in all whites, baby, like a knight in shining armor. We're going to walk into that stadium. Like we're going to say, yeah, we're going to come in there. We're going we're gonna to say, look at me. Look at me. I'm the prodigal son, Luke Fickle. And we're going to walk in there. We're going to show you his daddy. And you know what? You're going to bow down. Oh, you suck. Because I know you got him picked. I know you do. But we're going to show you how great we are. No, but in all honesty... Uh, you're right. Uh, the, you know they should have no business being there. But the things you got to think about with OSU is they got a first-year head coach um, in Jim or Jim Day, uh, Ryan Day. Um, they got a they got a they got a uh, first-time quarterback, uh, starting quarterback in Justin Fields, um, and they're gonna they're gonna have to rely heavily on their defense there. I think um, I think it's gonna be a really great challenge for Ritter. The Buckeyes have a really good secondary. Um, that's something they really pride themselves on. Uh, they let those boys go out there and play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be a really big challenge because because those corners go out there and play physical now. Mm-hmm. I mean they're not they're not afraid to come up and make tackles. Right. Um, they're really good in coverage. Yeah. Um, and it's it's going to be it's going to be one of Ritter's. It's going to be if not the best challenge he has all year. Yeah. It's going to be pretty close. And I I think that this is going to be a, ma- a, na- a matchup nightmare for UC really. Um, if I'm being honest, because. Yeah. Um, because you do have the ability to play man coverage yeah. um, with the extremely talented secondary that they have, you can afford to put seven, eight guys in the box yeah. and really, really challenge uh, Ritter into um, showing that he can go out there and play with the boys, you know. And I think that, um, I think that you know, again, you have to walk away from this game. And, and one thing that I'm, I'm trying to keep in mind as a impassioned UC fan is that um, there's no such thing there's no such thing as losing if you learn and so um, you know I think we're, it's be a good test it'll be a great experience for our guys um, and the reality is we don't play the Big Ten we play in the, the American yeah. and um, I think it, I, I don't think I know and certainly in terms of talent there won't be another team we play that's, that's talented the rest of the year absolutely so, not absolutely um, not You're, I mean this is this is a team that consistently wins the Big Ten right. I mean and to to have this challenge is a unique opportunity that UC doesn't get very often. Right. I mean, they get to play UCF, you know, pretty much once who, a year. Who is? They're a good team. They're, they're, they're just they're, they're not good. a top they're five not, team, right? They're not. Yeah. They're not. They're not a power five school. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it, it's just different. It's just different, and it's I, different. And it's, I think that even whenever you're scraping the bottle of barrel of uh, of these power five conference schools, I mean, even then that that talent gap is is huge. Yeah. And um, I think you know we can talk. A lot about the great things that Luke has done, uh, Coach Fick has done for yeah. for UC in terms of bringing in talent, which I think he has. But uh, again, I, I even take away the talent. I, I think it's a matchup nightmare for UC. 
Um, what we do well is we possess the ball. Yeah. Um, we play mistake-free football, and um, we, uh, you know, we, we earn time possession, and that's gonna be really hard to do against this team. And um, and, and don't forget that they have J.K. Dobbins uh, back there in their backfield too. And so in terms of yeah. um, owning time of possession, I mean, they have a, and Master Teague. Yeah, I mean, they have a, they have a great ability to to, to keep their their defense fresh. And, yeah. Um, they have they're gonna have the luxury of playing from from uh, with a lead most of the game, and so um, I think that's gonna put us in a tough position where they can just kind of the defense can pin their ears back and just come after Ritter. So. I I will be honest though. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to you know what the uh, Bearcat defense does well. I mean, they, they get after the quarterback. I mean, the, that defensive line gets after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ohio State's offensive line is new. I mean, it's, it's very inexperienced. It's very, mm-hmm. you know, redone. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's one team that's going to take advantage of it, you know, it, it, it could be the Bearcats. I mean, uh, you know, watching, watching the game last week, I mean, that, that, was, that was their strong suit when they got, got to the quarterback, you know. Right. And not to say that their coverage isn't, the, isn't, isn't that good, but – you know, if you're if you're letting the guy sit back there, you know it's not gonna. The the problem I had this week is we're playing Justin Fields and Justin Fields can run. He, he can run it, and I know that you said, uh, you remember he also he played at Georgia. Like he got he started a couple games at Georgia. Did he? Yeah, he, he he's it's not like he's an experience. He's he's played against you know SEC schools. He's yeah he's, he's got experience. He um, he moves really well. Yeah, he does. With the ball, he he really does a great job of extending plays, and I think. That's going to be the, the biggest challenge, especially with Wiggins out and Javon Hicks playing, uh, starting this week again at safety for the Cats. I think it's going to be a really big challenge for them in seeing um, how well the, the secondary responds to plays that extend into six, seven seconds. You yeah. Know? Because um, Justin Fields has that ability and uh, he's going to challenge them a lot. And, you know, it's going to be a lot of team football that we have to play. We're going to have yeah. to maintain gap integrity. We're gonna to have to maintain, uh, contain on the outside, um, you know, being disciplined and not crashing in on the pocket because we know that you know it's really he, Justin Fields has the ability and, and demonstrated this against FAU to slip the pocket, extend, make the pass play, or tuck it and run. Yeah, he's and a step away from taking it to the house. You know, he's at a any side second, step away at yeah. any second. And yeah. so um, again, I think it's a big challenge. But uh, all right, so let's. What's your prediction for the game? Give me, a, give me a score and give me a winner. Oh God, you guys aren't gonna like me. Um, to be honest. I I think this is a trap game for LSU. Um, I think because it, it's at the shoe, correct? It is at the shoe. Okay. Um, prediction. I think I think OSU wins by three scores. Okay. I and and I think that if they don't, it's embarrassing. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and 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 counter. Um, I think that I think that the cardiac cats are going to walk in. The defense is going to make it a closer game than anyone believes it can be. I think Devin Ritter is going to show excellent resolve. I think Michael Warren is going to show us why he deserves to be um, a draft pick this year. Um, I think they're going to go in and they're going to find a way to, to pull this one out. Um, so I'm going to go 32-28, to 28, Cardiac Cats. No doubt about it. We go up to the school up north. We show them what the Natty's all about and why. We're the real heart of Ohio. Let's go, boys. I like it. I like it. But uh, yeah, I you know I hope to see a good game. I don't. I obviously don't want it to be a crazy blowout or anything like that. I 
I just hope it's, you know, close, you know? Right. Because it definitely has the makings of to either be really close or just be gross. I just want to say, too, to real quick, to Jairikas Fair Harris, when we beat you guys, I will be sprinting to the house to scream in your face. That's all. That's all I want to say. All right. Moving off of college football, let's let's get to the the main event. NFL football is back. We're very excited. Week one, baby. Week one. Kick off uh, Thursday night. Thursday night. Well, for the NFL. Oh. NFL kicks uh, off Thursday. Sunday, four o'clock Eastern Standard Time. The Bengals take the field against the Seattle Seahawks. I couldn't be more excited. I couldn't be jazzed, more jazzed up. You know, we're playing in the loudest stadium in the NFL. Yeah, that's going to be um, tough. One of the roughest places um, to play for any NFL team, let alone, you know, the injury-ridden Bengals. Um, let's let's talk a little Bengals football here. What are you thinking, Logan? What are you, what are you worried about? What are you excited uh, about? So, I mean, so overall, I mean, I, I definitely think that there's a lot of questions that we we I think that the Bengals tried to answer in the off season and yeah. due to some unfortunate events they have will remain unanswered. Um, but a lot of new phases of the offensive line, which yes. is not a yes. bad thing because the offensive line was not good. Yeah. Um, now that doesn't mean that it's going to be better. It just means that there's new faces. <laughs> so we'll see. I, will, yeah. I think we'll learn quickly this this weekend. Um, some familiar faces you'll see out there: Bobby Hart and Cordy Glenn. Um, the former is awful. The great the, the latter is fantastic. Wait wait. Cordy Glenn's still in concussion protocol. He's going to play Sunday. I'm going to let you know right now. You think so? He's, I'm going to let you know right now he's going to play Sunday. I freaking hope so, man. Jesus. I'm going to let you know. I don't care if that man's brain scrambled. <laughs> I guarantee it. Yeah. I guarantee it. Um, yeah, Jadavian Clowney going in there. You're going to need that boy. Oh, so, God. I know. It couldn't be any worse timing, man. No, no it really couldn't. And, and we, ha- we haven't had... They've, been, they've not been preparing for, to see Jadavian Clowney either. Yeah. They, so also, they also have the best linebacker in the league. Yeah, Wagner. Bobby Wagner. Yeah. I mean, that defense is stout, yeah. boy. Well, I tell you, I tell you what's going to be huge. I think it's going to be huge. We're going to have to go. I think we're going to have to go to silent count, and Joe Mixon better just see the ball ninety percent of the game. And you know what? I think that's, that's that's how that's how you that's how you win this game. This I week. think I think that's going to be the case anyways. I think the offense is going to go through Joe, especially with AJ out. Uh, I mean, you're going to especially in a in a Ram style offense, you feed mm-hmm. off the play action. That's mm-hmm. just, it's just what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how they establish that. Um, I think the play action is going to slow down the pass rush yeah. a little bit. I mean, you got to establish that run early if you're mm-hmm. going to have any hopes, um, especially with uh, Jadavian Clowney in there. Um, but the thing about the Seahawks is they do what they do and they do it well. Right. I mean, they don't. They're not surprising anybody with what they've ran. Right. I mean, they run the same thing every year. I mean, it's the same Pete Carroll team. You right. know, minus I. To be honest, I think. I think the Seattle defense is less talented than it was, you know, four years ago. Oh, this three team, this ago. team is not as as talented as it was. Exactly. Before. Exactly. Um, that's why that's why they traded for all those draft picks. Yeah. Um, was was because they, they need to they need to add. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you though, I'll tell you the two most important players for Cincinnati this week. We already talked about one, Joe Mixon on the offensive side of the ball. Absolutely. He's gonna be the most important piece to this offense this week. If um, and it won't be all. I mean, obviously he can't call the plays, but. If, uh, if if he carries the ball well and we can we can maintain possession um, and, and win the possession game, I think that we have a good shot of winning. And I'll tell you the number two, uh, or I wouldn't say the number two, I would say the, the, the other most important player for the Bengals this week is Geno Atkins. The best way to beat a mobile quarterback is 
pressure on the, the interior middle. and and then come around well and, and, and I, because I, I think it's, it's it's a lot easier to slide the pocket and maneuver uh, within the pocket for Russell Wilson we can just slide up and, and move out um, from an, and from an exterior pass rush uh, perspective but when you have Geno Atkins coming through the, the middle of the line um, I think that's gonna make the huge difference so if he can if you can find a way to get penetration which they're gonna double and triple team him this week it's yeah. gonna happen but if we can find a way to get pressure up the middle um, whether that's you know Lou Anarumo Finding uh, unique blitz packages, which we may or may not see. I don't really know. Um, One thing I want to talk about. Yeah. Sorry, not no, to not to interrupt your train of thought. Um, something we saw uh, from Anarumo that I haven't seen from a Bengals defense in a lot of in a long time. Mm-hmm. He's doing a lot of stunts and twists and things um, on that defensive front. That you know, a lot of the times it was just pin your ears back and let's go. Right. Um, but during preseason, I know it's a little bit vanilla, a little bit mm-hmm. things like that, but. He was doing some twists and some stunts with those off or with those defensive linemen. Yeah, um, it looked pretty good. I'll tell you the the, the, one, the one thing that bothers me about and again it's preseason. I don't put a lot into it, but during the pre, even during the preseason, I mean, the guys in the secondary looked like they had no idea what the hell they were doing. It looked like they were going half speed. I will say it, that it looked like they didn't know where they were supposed to be. Who the, and, and you know that uh, there's gonna be some growing pains with the new defensive coordinator, and I understand that. But yeah, I mean you you better have that figured out because if not, Russell Wilson is no slub. Okay, he he He's will come out there good. and yeah. he will come out there and he will tear you up, especially the middle of the field. He will extend plays, the drags, the cross pad. He will tear you up, and and he and they and believe me, make no mistake about it. You, I, and everyone else listening to this podcast right now that our linebacking group is not good. You better be damn sure that Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks also know that, and they're going to target the middle of the field all game long, all game long. And he's going to have the possession receivers. He's going to have the tight end working. They're going to have the play action working. Uh, Craig Carson's going to be out there. I mean, it's going to be get ready because we're going to find out this week if this linebacking core is going to be able to to handle it. And uh, I will say, I think I'm really interested to see Preston Brown um, refocused. He he he, 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 he lost some weight. Yeah. Um, you know, and and let, let's see let's see if if we can go out there and play like some dogs. You know, I mean, I understand that we aren't talented at that at that position. Um, but you know, can we be serviceable? Can we be serviceable this year? Because we weren't last year. Now that you bring it up, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the Bengals linebacking core. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only four of them on the roster. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot of linebackers, and to me, that's worrisome. Um, you know, if one goes down, that's Hardy Nickerson off the practice squad. Well, I tell you what that I tell you what that tells me. They're going to run a lot of dime. Lot of they're, they're, they're they're nickel rather. They're going to play it. A lot, of, a lot of nickel and dime defenses. Here, here's what it's leading me to believe. It's leading me to believe they're going to run a three-four hybrid. I'm telling you, I think I, I, I think, think they're going to have Hubbard th- and Lawson stand up. I was say, I think with Carl Lawson and Sam Hubbard, I think you can get away with it. Yeah, and I think that's their way of not being in nickel the whole time, yeah. so they don't just get you know they don't just sit in nickel and then get get gashed with runs right. all day. Well, and, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I don't. I don't love it. I don't either. I don't love it, but I can. But but um, um, oh my gosh, uh, Carlos Dunlap can hold his own out in the flat yeah. if he had to go out and cover. Here's what I don't want to see that we saw last mm-hmm. year: Gino, is Gino Atkins, Atkins dropping, dropping into, into coverage. Curl. What is the God. stupidest? Oh, God. yeah. When he drops, when he drops back and has curl to hook, that's terrible. Yeah. That's embarrassing. It's not good. And like, really, Marvin, you defensive genius. That's what you got. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I really want Lawson rushing the passer, 
I mean, I, I would prefer him... Let him go be an athlete. Yeah, I would just prefer to have him put his hand in the ground and, and, and go after it. Um, Let's see what he can do, man. Let him, be, let him go be an athlete. I think... I just want him to be a three-down guy, in all honesty. I want him to let him just be a three-down guy. And yeah. For some reason, teams refuse to let that happen. I don't know. Well, I, I will say that I think, I, th- I, think it's, I think it's smart to monitor snaps or like... Limited snaps uh, at the beginning of the season because I mean, yeah, I mean that knee injury. Um, you have a thirty percent chance of retiring that, so I mean that's those aren't good odds in my opinion. Yeah. I don't like those at no. all. Yeah. But um, okay, so we kind of we kind of jumped ahead a little bit and talked about this week. So let's let's do an overarching because we didn't get a chance to preview the Bengals before oh, at the start of the week. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so we wanted to go ahead and run through uh, kind of quickly the the season. We're going to go week by week here in the last um, twenty minutes of the show here and kind of give our um, our predictions, and I can read them to you if you don't have them written down week to week, what we're looking at. Um, so, obviously, week one, we kind of talked about. Um, that's what I did. I numbered them wrong. I started with week two as my number one. That's why I was off. Um, <laughs> I figured it out. I figured it out. Good. So, anyways, uh, so we'll start with the Seahawks, 49ers, Bills, etc., and kind of move on from there. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, we'll, we'll add up our, our tallies here of, of win-loss record. And uh, we, we'll be interested to hear from you guys, too. So definitely tweet the show. Um, you know, uh, Reply to us on, on Twitter. Uh, like and comment on the video yeah. what you guys think. And if you think that we're idiots, which you might be right, um, go ahead and let us know. But go ahead, Gamble. Week one, Bengals at Seattle. Who do you have? I See, I want to be blindly optimistic here, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to be really objective. I'm going to be really, you know, forthcoming here. I, I don't know. Um, I think the Bengals lose this game. I don't want it to be true. I think, in all honesty, the Seahawks have better talent than us at every facet, uh, other than running back, um, wide receiver. I think we're pretty even, um, and I think we beat them in defensive line. I think our defensive line is better. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's it's pretty much all Seahawks. I think their O line's better. I think their secondary's better. I think their linebacking core is better. Um, I just and especially at home, mm-hmm. I think maybe if it was at at Cincinnati, mm-hmm. it'd be a little bit different. Um, I just I, a lot of this is unknown because you know from what Zach Taylor said about the preseason is he has not shown anything. Mm-hmm. Or barely anything. He's ran some vanilla stuff that doesn't mean anything. But I think I think I just think the Seahawks team is just way more talented with a experienced Pete Carroll at home. I think that goes to the Seahawks. Yeah, I I, th- I think that um, being in Seattle, I think the noise does become an issue. Yeah, I think couple that with you don't have your your best offensive player being an AJ Green. Um, you have an offensive line who this will be the first time they've all played together. Um, and on top of that, they're not extremely talented. Um, you have a Seattle defense who, while they're not the Legion of Boom anymore, um, can still definitely rush the passer and uh, has the advantage of, of you know, that, that noise and that crowd behind them. Yeah. Um, I think that caused a lot of problems for the Bengals. Uh, and so I definitely think that the Seahawks won this one. And since it is the week of, um, I'll go ahead and give a score too for this um, and we'll do this week by week to give a score of each one but this week I, I think I'm going to go ahead and, and, and say that it's going to be a, a 28 to, to 14 Seahawks win unfortunately uh, Bengals go home with a with a learning learning ability or, or learning objective 
and um, and they uh, they come back next week against the 49ers and have something to build off of. So um, that's my score. Do you want to give a score for this one? I think it's closer than that. I think it's I think it's 28-21. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Okay. 28-21. Because yeah, I don't I don't see the Bengals giving up less than 20 21. Okay. Or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, and I think I think this year you'll you'll see a lot of shootouts if the when the Bengals just, do play well. That's just the way the league's going, anyways. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, week two, home versus the 49ers. What do you have? Win loss. You don't have to give a score for this week. We'll do that next week. I think the Bengals beat the 49ers. Okay. Um, I'm not I'm not convinced on Jimmy G. Okay. Um, you know he looked pretty rough preseason. Mm-hmm. I mean it's been a while since he's played, man. And, yeah. You know I, one thing I will say about this team is George Kittle's a legit. Yeah. George Kittle's legit. Um, the offense pretty much runs through him. Yep. Um, as far as talent level, I think the Bengals are much more talented than the 49ers. Really. At a multi- multitude of positions. Okay. Um, I just I don't see the 49ers being very successful. I mean I don't even know what their receiving core is. Uh, for me, for me, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I think that if we're talking about proven commodities, um, I think that we know that Kyle Shanahan is a proven commodity, both as an offense coordinator and play caller, and also as a head coach. Um, Why? Compared what, to what proves that? Um, did you? He took uh, a Matt Ryan that was looked like he was going to be out of the league, and took him to the Super Bowl the next year. I'm just saying. Um, he's. Co- I mean, look what he did with. Kirk Cousins and got him that huge contract in Washington. Yeah, look I mean, how that's going. Exactly, but he's not with Kyle Shanahan anymore. You yeah, know? but the 49ers haven't done anything since he's been there. So, but, but even yeah, well, they also lost Jimmy G three weeks into the season last year. So fair enough. Um, and that's supposed to be their franchise, which again, we that that part that part is not a yeah, commodity. A, he's we a don't big know. if to me, man. I just I think, but I think there's a lot more questions about the Bengals than there are the 49ers. Um, maybe the answers are better for us. I don't know. Um, but I can tell you one thing that that um, Kittle um, that's a magic nightmare for us because yes. middle of the field is, is going to be wide open. He's um, a run after catch monster and, too. Yeah, I, I mean, and we've we've struggled. Um, our, our secondary in the last three years has been um, has certainly been anything but surefire tacklers. Um, middle of the field has been wide open the last two years. Uh, I think that the 49ers have a field day. I think we make Jimmy G look like. Uh, a future Hall of Famer, even though I don't think that he is. Really? Yep, I think it's going to be bad. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say the home opener goes to the 49ers, um, unfortunately. Are you, are you serious? Yeah. I don't I think, think so, so, man. I'm not, I'm not convinced. They were competitive last year without Jimmy G. I think that they'll, 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 play, they'll play a lot of teams tough this year. I think they'll surprise a couple of teams. And uh, I think the Bengals um, struggle uh, because of that, that, def- that, uh, that tight end matchup, matchup there. So um, week three. The Bills. So, so currently, uh, Gamble has the Bengals at one and one. I have them at zero and two. Um, week three, Bills. Um, that's at at Buffalo. What do you have? I think they get the dub against the Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, that team's in disarray. I don't think they really know what's going on. Um, you know, the O line issues one that many teams across the league have. Mm-hmm. Um, they just traded away Russell Bonine mm-hmm. to the Patriots. So look out, he'll be on a Pro Bowl roster here soon. Um, yeah, he'll be he'll ride the bench and then tweet a picture of his Super Bowl ring and <laughs> like I hate to be a Bengals fan right yeah. now. <laughs> but you know, if there's any team that's in more disarray than the Bengals, it's the Bills. Um, you know, I don't think they really know what's going on. I don't think Sean McDermott has any idea what's going on uh, with that roster. They got they got Josh Allen. I think he could be a legitimate talent. Um, he's still a little raw though. 
So, you know, I think the, I think the Bengals – is that at home or away? It's an away game. It's at, it's at Buffalo. I think I think the Bengals come in there and win. Um, I yeah, think, I, I mean, I at Buffalo, weather won't be an issue. I don't I don't think all of God who knows is Buffalo. Could, shit, could snow. We don't know. Um, <laughs> God, the Northeast. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that the Bengals find their first win here this week as well. I think that uh, uh, I think that the Bengals find a way to get to Josh Allen. I think that – Yeah, um, I don't, I think that Joe Mixon has the best game of the season up to that point. Um, I think that he actually takes um, the lead for um, rushing yards um, in the AFC and probably in the NFL that week. I like that. And um, I think that he might even win Offensive Player of the Week that week. I think that they um, don't have uh, – they have a very aging or very uh, old linebacking core. Uh, they don't move very well. Um, I think that's a huge week for, for Joe Mixon. And, I, and I, you know what? Here's the other thing I'll say. I, th- I think that um, – I think that if there is a game where um, John John who who is that Ross uh, comes out and has a good game, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my lord, um, John, where you been, Ross? Uh, I think if he has a big game, I think it's gonna be that game too. So I'm gonna go ahead and give the Bengals their first win, making them one and two on the season at week three, and uh, that makes them two and one for you. So um, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, all right, so. Uh, Steelers week four at Steelers at Pittsburgh. What do you got? I think that's an L. Um, the Steelers own the Bengals saw. I will just say that. I don't know if they made a deal with the devil or, or whatever. They are definitely big brother uh, in this division. I hate to say it. It's it's painful. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just too damn talented on offense, man. Yeah. That that offense is so good. They have probably the best of line in football, um, I would think, maybe behind Dallas. Um, but that, that O-line's really good. Um, Vance McDonald, stud. Juju tears us up every time. Hey, Jesse Miller's not bad either. They, they can run a two-tight end set and be like be all right. Yeah. And let the, let James Conner go after James, it. James Conner is, is a pretty good uh, talent as well. Um, I mean, he's like Le'Veon 2.0, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. with less bitching over a contract. Yeah. Um, I mean, he can catch out of the backfield, which is going to tear linebackers up. Um, they're gonna gash us up the middle, um, you know. I I think this is as it always is. This game is gonna be painful uh, to watch. I hate playing the Steelers because um, every time we lose and then 16 people are hurt. Um, yeah, I don't think this one's gonna be pretty. Okay, okay. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and I, I agree. It's gonna be a loss there. Um, I think that even when we've had really good defenses and have been able to get at after Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he's found a way to to, to extend plays. Um, I think that the culture in, in Pittsburgh's a lot better this year. I think they've gotten rid of a lot of the toxicity that existed between Martavius Bryant and um, AB. Uh, and AB, um, I, I think that outside of uh, Ben Roethlisberger being a scumbag, um, <laughs> they, they they I think that their their team chemistry is gonna be great. Yeah. Um, I think that even though they stand behind the murderer. Um, and, and rapist uh, that they wait really, what who's a murderer um, okay he's not a murderer but he's a rapist <laughs> uh, sorry it's not uh, but uh, I think that even though that you know they have him leading the team I think that they find a way um, to to win against the Bengals like they always do and they maintain big brother status like you said and uh, so that's going to make it a loss for me so 
I currently have the Bengals at one and three. You have them at two and two at this point, going through week four. And that's kind of how I view the season is breaking down into four. So I think if you can win, you know, three out of four, I think you're in a pretty good spot. Two out of four, that's not bad. Um, you know, we don't have series in, in the NFL, but that's kind of how I view it, you yeah. know. So uh, right now, you know, you have Bengals at a pretty decent spot, 500 uh, quarter of the way through the season. I have them at one and three. Okay, so let's go ahead. And I think for our viewers, we can kind of speed up a little bit in terms of we don't have to break down every game. We'll break that down week to week. So. Um, okay. Week week five, home versus the Cards. What do you got? Win loss. Uh, I got the Bengals beating the Cards. I think the Cards. I'm not. I don't like. Uh, what's his name? Kyler Murray or Kingsbury. Kingsbury. He, I Kingsbury. think he's a kind of a shit coach. Yeah, he's a cuck. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, <laughs> he's a shit coach. That team's not talented at all. He couldn't win at Texas Tech or at. I yeah. That team's not talented at all. I mean, good God, they're bad. Um, I think Kyler Murray's their only saving grace there. David Johnson as well. Um, maybe if they lean on David Johnson, they get the dub there. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, I'll say that. I'll say this: if, if if the Bengals lose the Cards, it will be the most Bengals thing ever to do. Um, I'll be very upset. I will not be happy or talk to anyone the rest of the week. And um, so I hope that they give me a reason to smile that Monday, and that we absolutely whoop on the Cards uh, at home. Um, you know, and plus, I mean, traveling west to east is tough. Yeah, I think that that's that's something that's that's under yeah. underrated. Um, so I think it's a lot easier moving east to west. I agree. Um, I think the Bengals find a way to win that game. Okay, week six at Baltimore against the Ravens. It's at Division Baltimore. Game it's at, at Baltimore. At Baltimore week I six. think I think the Bengals lose at Baltimore. But however, uh, the Bengals statistically play the Ravens well. Um, they have mm-hmm. you know for the past few years. Um, right. I think statistically they play them better than anybody else in the division, other other than the Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Bengals will split, um, but I think they lose at home or lose, uh, at, lose, at, at, lose at away Baltimore. Okay. at Baltimore. Yeah, I, I think that I think that um, Lamar Jackson, for whatever reason, has just is, is a Bengals killer. Um, I don't think he's good. I don't think he's effective. I think that by week ten he'll be um, on the bench, to be honest, um, or injured one or the other. Um, I think that Lou Anarumo and the Bengals have a hard time. Even if they figure him out, they have a hard time defending him just because he because of his athleticism. I think that really challenges the Bengals linebacking core, and I think they take the loss there. So um, at that point, um, I had the Bengals at two and four, um, six weeks through the the season, and you have them at two and four as well at this point. Yeah. So okay, all right. So um, week seven, uh, home versus the Jags. What do you got? I think the Bengals beat the Jags. Um, the Jags are not the Jags that we saw two years ago. They did uh, upgrade a quarterback. Slight. I, I agree. Slight upgrade. I agree, but I mean it's it's an upgrade. Um I don't think it's enough. I think I think the Bengals I think the Bengals can beat them. I think you know, I, I don't think offense is gonna be our problem. I think you know I don't think the Jaguars are an offensive I think we let me let me rephrase this. Um, in a way that, you know, if a team was lopsided on one side of the ball opposed to the other, I would prefer the team be worse on offense mm-hmm. than on defense against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think our offense is better than our defense, comparing apples to oranges. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to be honest, the Jaguars are pretty good on defense. I mean, Miles Jack, uh, Jalen Ramsey, yeah. Clay Campbell. People yeah. like that. Yeah, they yeah. definitely got some good talent there. Um, however, I think their offense is not good. Yeah. Um, I mean, their receiving core is not very good. 
Um, their offensive line is not very good. Fournette is iffy most mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. You know, since coming in the league, I haven't been. He hasn't been very consistent. Right. Um, he's had some some flashes here and there. I think the Bengals take this game. Okay. Yeah, it's my birthday that day, so I think that the Bengals find <laughs> a way to uh, to hear my my pleas for a win, and uh, they give me a birthday present and uh, drop a deuce on the Jags. So, um, and by a deuce, I mean a dub. And uh, so, yeah, I think they won that game as well. Uh, then week eight, we ha- we head out to London. That'll be week nine. There might be a, there's a buy in there somewhere. Sorry, the eighth game of the season. I, I didn't include the buy in the weeks. Um, we head out to to London to play the Rams. Um, Gamble and I will be doing the show live from London that game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it'll be really cool and fun. And we'll sip tea. And oh no, that's not what you do in London. They do like coke and Jesus. It's really All fun. Right, let's relax. Hey. Tr- hey. Trust me, dude. I know <laughs> from experience. I was kidding. No, um, you don't. No, but you can imagine what it would be like if I did, though, right? <laughs> no. Um, Fine, so. great. <laughs> Wonderful. No yelling on the bus. <laughs> um, okay, so anyways, Rams, you got win-loss. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? This is going to be tough. I think the Rams are going to handily beat the Bengals. Yeah. I mean, that team is legit. Um, just recently signed Jared Goff to a big contract. Mm-hmm. I think the travel's really tough, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be really rough on those players. Um, the Rams' defense is legit. I mean, they got they got money in that in that defensive side yeah. of the ball. Um, obviously, McVay being the the guru that he is on offense, um, I think this one's going to get ugly. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't want it to be that way. Yeah. I don't you know, especially playing you know coaches that work together. I think this one's going to get ugly. I think they're going to gash our defense all day. Um, and it's going to be really embarrassing. Um, I I will go ahead and I'll, I'll disagree a little bit. I think that I think that this is going to be a game. Uh, one, we're traveling. We 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 change six hours difference. They change nine. I think that's going to play a factor. I think that um, I think Zach Taylor shows that he uh, goes from Padawan to Jedi. Um, <laughs> yes. And yes. Uh, and I think that uh, while I, I don't think we win, I think it's going to be a really close game. I do not think it's going to be a blowout. I think that we lose, but it's a really close game. And 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 Zach Taylor shows that he can hold his own against uh, uh against his former um former Jedi Master. So um, <laughs> moving on, uh, ninth game home home versus the Ravens. You said that they were going to split. I think so we have the, we have us winning against the Ravens at home. Yeah, okay. uh, like I said, the Bengals statistically play the Ravens well. Uh, Bengals typically play play better at home. Um, Hopefully they. Hopefully this team's better at adjusting than Marvin was. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's something Marvin did poorly. Yeah. Um, we never adapted to anything. Um, I hopefully this team adapts well and we come out strong in our second game mm-hmm. against them. Yeah, I um, you know I was fifty fifty on this one, I, but I think that Earl Thomas absolutely scours the field. Um, I think he picks Andy Dalton off four times, and I think that we lose this game against the Ravens. So you think um, Andy Dalton gets picked off four times? Four times. That's never happened. Four times. So uh, I'll take a loss there, unfortunately. All right, week ten. Um, you think we get swept by the Ravens? Yeah, I don't. I don't like it, but I think it happens. I don't think. I think, I think we're. I think we're the worst team in our division by a lot, and I think the Ravens aren't even that good. Whatever. So I don't. I think they're kind of bad, actually. Um, okay, uh, game ten at Raiders. Um, wow, what do you think? Dub for the Bengals. Oh, absolute dub. Raiders are a joke. Um, Raiders are a joke. AB is a joke. Montez, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I hope. Yeah, I hope that. Did he make the team? I don't know, actually. I don't know. They waived like, Brandon Marshall. I did see that, which I was surprised we didn't. We Brandon Marshall's not bad. He's not good though. His He's his, his PFF grade was garbage. But anyways, yeah, we talked about that a little bit, didn't we? Um, okay, so uh, we both had dubs there. Um, home versus the Steelers in the game eleven. 
I think we lose. I think, again, Steelers are in our soul. I don't like to say it. Steelers are just the most talented team in this division. I mean, actually, it's a toss-up between the Steelers and Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Steelers have the edge. Mike Tomlin's experienced. Their players are experienced. Baker Mayfield can get hit by a bus. Um, ben can get hit by a bus. Um, but I, I think the Bengals lose here. Yeah, I think it's a loss, too. Um, okay, Week 12, home versus the Jets. This one I'm kind of up in the air about, and I and I kind of wanted to ask you what your thoughts on it were because I I, yeah. I think the Jets are getting better. Yeah, I, the Jets, I think the Jets are better. I think that though, um, I think that we have a huge game. I think their defense is worse. Their offense is better. I think that um, I think that uh, if um, if Tyler Eifert is still healthy and playing, which is a big if at that point, week twelve of the season, I think he has a huge game this game. Um, I think we're a red zone nightmare for them um, in terms of our offense versus their defense. Yeah. Between Joe Mixon and, and Tyler Eifert in the red zone. Um, you know, at this point, supposedly A.J. Green's supposed to be back. Again, I don't think he'll play more than um, three snaps this year. But um, I hope I'm wrong, but I think that's the case. But I think we can still get the dub. Um, I think Tyler Eifert has a huge game that game. Cool. I like that. Um, I, I'm going to give it a dub, too, okay. um, just because I'm being optimistic. Um, I think I think their offense is much better. Um, I still don't think it's good. Mm-hmm. It's still a Jets team. Right. Um, but that remains to be seen. December 1st, we'll see. Right. So by this point, I have the Bengals at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. So I have them at uh, 5 and 7 right now, it looks like. so. Um, I think I have them at 6 and 6. Okay. All right. So 500 halfway through the season, that's not bad. Or, uh Three quarters of the way through the season, that's not bad. No, do I have it at six and six? Yeah. Okay, um, okay so moving on. Uh, away versus the Browns. First game against the Browns that season. What do you got? I think the Bengals take an L. Um, the Browns are pretty good. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, what remains to be seen is how Freddie Kitchens does. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's still some question marks out on Baker Mayfield. I know everybody loves him. I'm mm-hmm. not bought in yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had 16 interceptions last year. Yeah, in like fourteen games, whatever. Um, I think I think we're also going to see how these personalities clash. Yeah, because that is a personality-filled team. Yep. I mean, you got OBJ, Jarvis, Beckham, uh, or or uh, Baker. Um, that that remains to be seen. I think we take an L here, though. Um, I hate to say it. Yeah, I um, I think we do take an L. I don't think the Browns are as good as, as what people make them out to be. I think they're actually going to be a nine-seven team. Um, I think they do find a way to sneak into the playoffs. Um, but I think, again, as personalities clash and they have a hard time yeah. finding sustained su- success going forward. Um, I also don't think their defense is actually as good as what everyone makes them out to be. They oh, have I don't some, know, man. They have some athletes on the front man. seven, but that's I, I think that's about it. I think their secondary is going to struggle all year long. Um, but, yeah, I think the Browns take that one. Um, moving on to uh, game 14 in home against the Pats. What do you got? I think we lose this game as well. I mean, the Patriots are the Patriots. We mm-hmm. know that. Um, they're fundamentally sound. They're a really well-coached defense. Um, their defense is 100 times better than ours. Their offense is really good, and led by Tom Brady. Yep. Um, Bengals statistically don't play the Patriots well at all. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I, I see an L here. Yeah, I think this is a great day for fantasy for me. Um, but I do say, uh, and I think that uh, the Bengals, I think, get after Tom Brady that game. I think that we're going to put them down on the ground uh, a lot that game. I think that we're going to give them a hell of a time. I think it's about a lot closer than what people think. Um, I think the Pats still lose, but if they don't, I would definitely be calling Brian Luton and making fun of him um, to let him know that who's daddy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, outside of that, though, I think that we do take a loss there at home, unfortunately. 
Um, in the second to last home game of the season, I think that we only have 15,000 people in the stands that game, and uh, it affects the morale of the team. So, uh, week 15 at Miami. I think we got? get the dub here, and I and I'll say why. Uh, they traded away Laramie Tunsil. Mm-hmm. They traded away Kenny Stills. Mm-hmm. They traded away their whole offense. Yeah, they're trying to lose. Yeah, they're they're, ta- trying, they're, they're tanking for Tua. Yep. Um, and I think Carl Lawson eats Fitzpatrick all day, destroys him the whole day. Uh, I don't think <laughs> Fitzpatrick has anybody to hand the ball off to, throw the ball to. He tries to throw it to himself, um, gets hurt. Josh Rosen comes in. He does the same thing. We take his head off. Um, I think I think the Bengals win this handily. Yeah. I think they destroy these guys. Um, yeah, that's that's my take. Yeah, the, I think that they have a really deep running back group. Do the Miami Dolphins? I think outside of that, they don't really have anything to, to hold their water against. I think it's pretty obvious that they're tanking. Um, they are taking in a lot of draft picks. They've moved Jeremy Tunsil, as you said. They, Laramie Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil, rather. Um, they, they they moved on from uh, Kenny Stills, and I think that they uh, they they achieved their their goal, which is to lose this this football game. So um, I think we get the dub, which is great, and then. Uh, puts us in week 16. We go in uh, facing up against the Browns. I think the Browns are playing for a playoff spot at this point. I think they might be um, like a, I think they might be nine and seven somewhere around there. Yeah. Or sorry, I think they might be like nine and six, hoping to try to make it into the playoffs. Um, right there on the bubble. Um, I think it's a big game that week for the Browns. I'm gonna jump ahead of you and say that we do lose this game. The Browns find a way to make it happen because they have a lot more to play for at that point in the season than we do. Um, Losing that game that brings my record for the Bengals at a final six and ten. What do you got for last week against the Browns? At home? I think I think they uh, the Bengals lose again here. Um, however, I do love to watch the Bengals play spoiler because mm-hmm. they've done it pretty well yeah. the past couple of years. Yeah. I mean, with the with the Ravens, uh, with the Lions the year mm-hmm. before that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good stuff. Um, but I, I do think the Bengals lose here. Um, however, I do not believe the Browns make the playoffs this year. Really? Okay. I have. I like it. I don't think they make the playoffs this I like year. It. You know, success isn't relative in this league, folks. And you know, I there's get, no such thing as moral victory. I either. get. Yeah. I I get it. The Browns are not 0 and 16 as of last year. Mm-hmm. They also won seven games. Let's pump the brakes for two seconds. Think about this objectively. Your team is marginally better. Seven games is not a winning record. Guys, sorry. I'm sorry to say it. It's poop. I um. It's caca. Uh, to that point, though, I think I think the Browns, I think the Browns pound for pound are the most talented team in the division. But I think yes. that like always, they underperform, um, and and they don't. And uh, you got a first year head coach. Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, what's so your final record for the Bengals is what? Seven and what is that? Seven, seven and nine. nine. Seven and nine. Seven and nine. Um, sorry, I was, gonna, I was giving you the opportunity, um, computer science major, to, to get that math done. Yeah. I believe in you. I, I believe in you. Um, so, yeah, so he's bang, or, uh, Gamble has him at 7-9. I have him at 6-10. and 10, And, you know, I think that I will say, in going through that in my list, I had them 0-6 in the division. Um, I don't think that's what's actually going to happen. I think the Bengals find a way to win a game in the division. So I'm telling you, it's going to be the Ravens. They, they, I, I, I think so too. They statistically I, I think play if they, the Ravens better all the time. I think I think I think if we win, if we steal a game somewhere, is against the Ravens. We might even steal both of those games. To be honest with you, I, again, I don't think that. I think they're they we the Bengals and the, and the Ravens are are the two least talented teams in the division, no doubt about it. Um, and I also think uh, that I mean, for us, it's a question mark. But I also think that. The Ravens are the second, tied for the second worst coach team in the division two. 
Um, so we'll see. We'll see going I, I, forward. I will say this. This could swing one of either ways. There are seven very winnable games. Oh yeah, like I, I like I, our schedule is easy. I think I think that the forty I think I think that the forty nine ers game is a fifty fifty game. The Bills is a fifty fifty. I would cards. give it more than a fifty eight. Well, I'm saying okay, I'm saying the one the games I think we could win. Yeah. I'm not saying that we will, but that we could is forty ers Bills, Bills, Cards, cards Jets, Jags. I'd say Ravens. Both Ravens games we Jags. could win. Jags, um, Raiders, yeah. Jets. Um, I think we could still Browns game. Yeah, I think so uh, and too. And the Dolphins. So I, I mean, so. I think it's easily you know I mean it's, it's one of those things where if we if we show up on any given Sunday we could easily go nine and seven this team, um, but I think that it's more. We I, could also go three and. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it just as easily. I think that the, the one teams that I think that we almost can't lose to would be the Cards, the Dolphins, yeah, and the Bills. And, and the Bills probably those are probably uh, even the Bills I'd say it's like that's. That's that's kind of a toss up game. I think the Raiders, I think the Raiders, the um, the Cards and the uh, the Dolphins we shouldn't lose to. So yeah. I think we find a the way Raiders to win those games. are poop. Yeah, but to be fair, Antonio Brown destroys us every time. Right, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But Ugh. all right, man. So that's our preview for this week and for the season. Um, hopefully, you guys uh, enjoy this episode. Um, if you guys did, please leave a like, give, leave a comment, talk about uh, what, what you guys think, where we went right, where we went wrong. I will be live tweeting the game. 100% will be yeah. live tweeting the game. And you'll be at work though, won't you? Yeah. That sucks. It's all right. Um, I'll have it on. For, those, for the listeners out there, um, there will be a nice uh, large gathering at uh, the Rado House. Um, I thought it was at Maloney's. Uh, well, we, we've changed because no one wanted to go to Maloney's. You're not in the group chat because you don't have an iPhone, but Claire is in there, so Claire should have told you. It's not the like We don't communicate. So, um, but anyways, so we uh, so we will we will be having some buffalo chicken dip and, and chilling and all that fun stuff and uh, going from there. And other than that, uh, Andrew, any any final words for our listeners? Yeah, um, I'm excited for the season to start. I'm also ready to feel some pain. Um, pain. Yeah. Without love. But uh, I appreciate you guys sticking around. And for those of that those that are listening. Uh, so sorry about the the long gap between this last episode and this episode. It's been a, la- it's been a rough last few it's weeks been, for uh, for sports. It's been know? busy, yeah. And uh, you know, um, we're really excited to get this this episode out. I'm also really excited for the season to get out. We're gonna try and do our best to do, you know, pregame or pre yeah like pregame previews, previews yeah. before each game. Um, whether it's just with with the audio like today, because Tom Tom is a very busy guy during yeah. the season. Um, or hopefully we can get together with him and we can do a video version as well. Um, but please follow us on Twitter. I am at Gurley Hummin, G-I-R-L-I-E-H-U-M-M-I-N. And I'm at Chow underscore Logan. And the show is at around underscore the underscore Natty. Also on Instagram, same thing, at around underscore the underscore Natty. Um, give us a follow on there. Um, we like to put some pictures up, uh, just give you some behind the scenes stuff too. Um, but please, uh, you know, subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on YouTube. But other than that, uh, I'll let you take it away, Logan, whenever you're ready. Yeah. So we, again, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys around the net.